0: Hey guys, very excited for this episode. You know her as Glitter Glucose. I know her as my friend Paloma. She's been on the podcast now four times over the years, and I'm really excited to hear the growth from that first interview back in 2016 to where we are today in National Diabetes Awareness Month, November 2022. She's Glitter Glucose online. Be sure to give her a follow if you don't already at instagram.com slash glitterglucose. She's got some really cool stuff cooking, and we talk a little bit about her work life in this episode as well. So if you want to know what it's like to be a full-time content creator and get behind the scenes, this episode is for you. Uh, This episode is also sponsored by Mankind and Afreza and is part of our ongoing 2022 partnership. So I'm going to roll those ads now before we get to the episode. This episode is sponsored by Afreza and Mankind Corp as part of our ongoing 2022 collaboration. Mankind has paid diabetics doing things for this placement, but the thoughts and opinions of hosts and guests are original and unfiltered. For more information about Afreza and Mankind, please visit afreza.com. That's A-F-R-E-Z-Z-A.com. Please see additional important safety information, full prescribing information, including boxed warning, medication guide, and instructions for use on afresa.com slash safety. Hey. Hi, Rob. Hey, Paloma. Welcome back. I realized this is your fourth time on the podcast, so you are the now most... Requested and <laughs> most repeated guest on Diabetics Doing Things.
1: I'm happy to be here. I'm glad I finally got invited back.
0: Well, you're finally here <laughs> and we're finally back in person. So, the last time you were on the podcast was fall of 2020 and you did an episode with Gretchen and we talked about, you know, friends with diabetes. Prior to that, we did a JDRF live podcast at the Arizona Summit, which was the last summit prior to COVID for yes. me. So, what's new since the last time we talked, fall 2020? What's new with Gator Glucose?
1: So many things. I went on a mini tour of the United States. The
0: Miss USA tour?
1: Yes. You know, I used to call myself Miss Arizona, but I have graduated to Miss USA. I love it. (laughs) So, yeah, I got to experience so many different new worlds all throughout the United States and did it on my own.
0: You and I have been friends for a long time, like through like the diabetes community and you have always shared like your map of the US of like you wanted to go to all the states. And you know, on your tour, what did you cross off that you were looking forward to? Like what stands out?
1: Well, I hit my 30th state, I think, or 32nd, you know, I'm losing track here. (laughs) So I've passed the halfway threshold a little while ago. So, I let myself revisit some favorites, which is Montana and Idaho, you know, my own little Yellowstone.
0: Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, you're living the Yellowstone life. Yes. And, you know, the, the thing I think is so interesting about you, and we talked about this off before, before you we got on the episode, you, and I think I'm putting this mildly, like live ultra authentically as yourself online, like. You are Paloma, but you're, you really are Glitter Glucose. It's not just a name or a persona. It's like it's your true self. It me. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> you. Like, and, and so I think, A, being comfortable and getting comfortable being yourself online. And also for those watching on the video, like Michael is a big part of this episode right now, which is, Michael, which is apropos.
1: I really came here for Michael not
0: Rob. (laughs) Uh, Which is fair. And like, you know, whenever I share Michael content in my stories, like you're always one of the people that responds. So (laughs) we know where the Michael hive is. You are are absolutely in that very core group. But but again, like back to living authentically, we're gonna talk a lot about that regarding diabetes today. Where did that come from? Because I think it's so difficult. You see so many content creators out there who are Compartmentalizing or putting on an act or a persona, and yet you here you are as glitter glucose living your most authentic life.
1: Yeah, I think it's harder to, you know, put up the barriers or put on the act. It's so easy to create a family of people who follow you, and I think that's what has really made me successful in the long run is that I always say I don't have followers, I have friends. So by just living my life it attracts the right people and and i you know don't think i have like a huge following but i feel like if i never gained another follower i'm good because the ones i have were so close and they know so much about me and have been with me you know the bulk of the people that follow me have followed me since the beginning so it's like I gained all these people and have kept them throughout my journey and not really let in too many new friends. You know? Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> and, and, and let's be fair, the, your fans ride for you. They love you. And like that, that relationship is real and it is authentic. And I think that's what's, you know, as a, as a fellow content creator and a friend, like I, my hat's off to you. Like I know what kind of energy that takes and what commitment that takes. And it's just really cool to see it play out in real time.
1: Thank you. I didn't know. I was going to hear so many awesome things about myself. I mean,
0: you come on the podcast, <laughs> we're going to compliment you. I mean, that's, that's just how it is. So when we first had you on the podcast, you were not yet full-time glitter glucose. You were still very early on. And, you know, even in your relationships, like we're, we're in a very different place now. Oh, but, we're uh, and we'll cover that on a very like, separate, like not on this podcast, but in another format later down the road, but bonus yeah the bonus feed for those true followers right but you know as a full-time content creator what's a typical day in the life of glitter glucose look like
1: you just took me so far back i haven't even thought about those days and even back then i think that was actually the first time you and i even spoke i think so was on the pod i think we had exchanged a few messages but that's where the paloma and rob show first started
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like you were in our first 20 episodes, like episode 15 or 16, and you know, something that I really found really powerful, and I think we connected over in that episode, is back to that authentic piece, but you shared about diabetes impacting your first marriage, Mm -hmm. and I just felt drawn to, like, that, your, like, level of vulnerability that day, and, and also, like, your positivity, so, you know, for those who remember, obviously the, the real fans will remember, but like your first marriage ended due to your diabetes.
1: Yes. that. And sometimes someone will ask me about that guy. I'm like, wait, who is he again? <laughs> you know, they'll say the name. I'm like, who's that? It feels like such like a long time ago. And I don't even think about it these days because I'm like you said, in such a different place. But yeah, my first marriage, I was diagnosed A few years into the marriage and he wasn't understanding or supportive and he actually decided to you know leave the relationship and I felt like I'm left here high and dry if this person who committed their life to me you know and is supposed to be with me through thick and thin if he can't even handle diabetes how how could I or how could anyone else And so that was really an eye opening moment. But, you know, and I was obviously torn up about it for so long as as anyone would. But then when I, you know, kind of started seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, I'm like, you know what, that was such a blessing. That was such like a favor that you did to me. And like, you know, who, who is he now? Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't even care about who? him who? now. Who is he? Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I, I feel actually really grateful for that experience because just so early on, I was shaken to my core and I had no other choice but to rise above it. So look at me now.
0: Look at you Just now. like a phoenix. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> the whole brand story is yes. coming, coming full <laughs> Miss circle. Miss Arizona. So <laughs> But again, I, w- I want to go back because we're, we're going to talk a lot about how you make diabetes fit into your life. And I think even that short story about your first marriage ending and like you kind of being left high and dry. That's like the same type of devastating event as like a diagnosis, right? Like where you're like, let, you know, you didn't expect it. You have to figure it out on your own and you still have to figure out how to put one foot in front of the other and move forward. So before we get into fitting diabetes into your lifestyle, which is so fun and extravagant and and I and I just really enjoy being a follower and a friend like what tell us about what you know you wake up in the morning and you get started and you check into glitterglucose.com <laughs> yeah. what what's what is that like
1: yeah I mean <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those tiktoks where it's like day in the life of yep. like a meta employee and like a 23 like, year old engineer yeah, at meta. she's <laughs> like I write in my gratitude journal and that's me i wake up and you know i do you know thank god every day for the many blessings that i have and i write in my journal and i kind of like to start with being reminded of like you know there's always going to be bad things in your life but that's not like the first thing i want to think about i want to think about all the awesome things that i have and then from there you know like you said when we first talked I was working full-time in the fashion industry and and I loved it and I thought I would always work in it but when I got this opportunity to kind of turn you know something sour into something awesome I really put my heart into it and now you know I wake up whenever I feel like it (laughs) I just, you know, just a perk and write in my journal and get my coffee, start my day slow and do all the things that, you know, make me feel happy and then those things energize me to you know, do all the content creation, read my contracts and negotiate and and That's like the not-so-fun part that people see. Well,
0: it's because it's real work.
1: It really is. It drains me so much because, you know, I'm a one-woman show. I do it all. I do have a lawyer that reviews some stuff. But really, my biggest advocate is myself, not only in my work, but in diabetes. So you know, you guys might see me online being all sunshine and rainbows and bubblegum, but behind the scenes, when I'm negotiating with these companies, they, they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tough. And I, you know, I think it's because glitter glucose is me, Yeah. you know, the brand is me. So it's just so personal and I will not let anyone take advantage of, you know, myself. And I am happy that my background is in business and now I can you know finagle that <laughs> into
0: put those skills to my use life right yeah I think too you just are a really great example of like how to set professional boundaries for yourself and like understanding what's for you and what's not where does that come from is that like your family is that your you know is that just innate is that you know did you grow and and, <laughs> and you are you know writing in your journal is that like something that you bring to life
1: I think that I'm just like a passionate person about whatever it is. Like, if I love something, I really love something. Or, you know, if I am working on a contract, I'm invested in that. If I'm eating at my favorite restaurant, I'm enjoying that meal. If I, you know, so it's like I just try to give my all in every aspect, whether it's like important or, not important but really everything in life is yeah. one big butterfly effect and everything really is important. So I just think about, you know, my dad who is a immigrant from Mexico and came here, you know, with nothing and and has worked so hard to provide for the family and I'm like, I'm not letting him down. Hmm. You know? So I think that has just translated to every aspect of my life.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And I also love when you share your stories, like going back to your hometown and and your family. And it's like the the glitter glucose that we see today, you know, humble beginnings, like country girl.
1: Yeah, you might see me all dressed up and dolled up. But, you know, I grew up on a farm my whole life. But on that farm, I was still dolled up and done up (laughs) wearing, you know, the poofy dresses out with the chickens. But, you know, I lived in a trailer most of my life. And my dad built our home with his own hands. And, you know, all those things really do translate and you carry those with you. And those are things that, you know, my dad probably doesn't even think I think about those things, but those are things that motivate me every single day.
0: Uh, it's, that's beautiful. And I think, you know, talking about, and you know, we've got our questions here we're going to talk talking about like your resolve about making diabetes fit your lifestyle versus the opposite, which, you know, as you know, myself included is it can be difficult on a bad diabetes day, not making diabetes the main character, but I think you just do such a great job of building your life, your ideal life that, you know, you want around this thing that we've been handed that, you know, we can't get rid of <laughs> and we have to make the best of it. So yeah you know, did, was that something that, you know, from the beginning you felt like you wanted to make for yourself or did you learn that along the way? Where did that come from?
1: No, I definitely learned it along the way. Initially I thought my world's over, life sucks. I have this disease that I have to carry with me and I have no idea how to manage it and nobody understands it and I'm the only one. And I let myself pout for a long time, like years and and that's okay because it led me to where I am today but no I was miserable for a long time and you know through the online diabetes community I started seeing other people living their lives and other people getting you know to do all the fun things that they love still that I thought were over for me and so that's what really motivated me be like oh they can be happy and they can live with it, and they know the same struggle that I live with. So can I. Hmm. So you know, baby steps. You know, I when I first met you, I I didn't even own sneakers. So I was I was not like hiking. I had never been on a paddleboard.
0: And now you paddleboard like all the time. Yes,
1: now I'm like the paddleboard princess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and like, well, it's a small thing, but like you share that, and like you're so open about. You know when you got diagnosed with diabetes you hadn't you there were all these life experiences that you have now that you didn't think you were going to be able to have right like and i think many of us feel that way because it's so isolating you get different levels of information like you know for me i've talked openly about how supportive my care team was from day one but like eritrea was diagnosed at the same hospital like within a year of me and had a very different experience and so it can just be the wrong day of the week for one of your doctors and like <laughs> right. you get less information and you're set up, you know, not for success. And so to see that growth and to see you, so for me personally, because I've known you for so long now, when I see you go on your Miss America tour and you're going out in one town and you're paddle boarding and you're hiking or you're renting a car and driving around and like doing all this stuff, you know, selfishly, I get to be like, well, I, I remember when Paloma talked about making these things happen for mm-hmm. herself. And so I get to see them, but I just, I I see the ripple effects that it can have for someone like you're, like you're saying like who might be in that area of those early days of diabetes, like feeling down, feeling like the walls are closing in, like they'll never be able to do the things that they dreamed about in their life. And I'm just glad that you can be an example for somebody like that.
1: Yeah. I think it's kind of like the circle of life, you know, like someone's day one, I, I was there too, but now I'm, at day, whatever, and living and thriving. But they need to see who I saw back then. But now I'm that for the day oneers. Yeah.
0: You know, I, and I feel that too. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, I say this a lot. Like, never compare your day one to somebody else's day 1,000 because you just gain so much knowledge. And, you know, when I talk to, especially parents, I feel like are, are yes. like really afraid and they're really concerned like early on getting everything right and they're holding on really tight but patients too and, pe- and people like us who are young you know diagnosed young like in the middle of their life like not thinking about their long-term health not thinking about a chronic disease or whether they can or can't go scuba diving or whatever the case may be or filling out checking the diabetes box on a waiver afraid. you know like that still gives me you know <laughs> i'm like Hmm, should I lie about this, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> just to try to avoid those conversations because, right. you know, but again, like having those examples, people like you where, you know, young girls and women can see themselves grown up as, you know, oh, if Paloma can do this, so can I. And so I, I just, it's inspiring for me as well.
1: I know that that's like my sweet spot is like parents of little girls when, because I'm, you know, glittery girly, they see me and they're like, wow, my daughter's going to be okay. Yeah. And that makes, you know, me putting my life online and whether I get hate or whatever it's worth, like it's worth it for that.
0: So let's talk about that. Like you as a woman online, you are living your fabulous life. You're the paddleboard princess. You know, you really are like that's who you are. And it, in, it can invite unwarranted, like unsolicited comments, advice, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. How do you navigate that?
1: It used to bother me a lot more. I felt like there was an era where people were like, we don't like glitter glucose. <laughs> and I mean, there's still those people out there. But I just, if you don't like me when I'm just being myself and I, I can't do anything about it. Like if I was being fake or I was putting on an act, it might make me make me think like, maybe i shouldn't do this people aren't into this but there's nothing i can do if you don't like me or those weird comments or even just comments of people who don't even live with diabetes or don't understand diabetes and are leaving like ignorant comments i'm like the best thing i can do is just keep talking about diabetes and see you know who's receptive to the info but you know it it takes time too to get used to the negative comments but this is the life I chose to be online and to put it all out there. So I got to roll with the punches.
0: Well, and I'm glad you do because I think it opens up opportunities like this. So, you know, this episode started and sort of the, the concept for this to have you back on the show, you were on your Miss USA tour. Yes. And you were in, I think Nashville. Nashville. And you were at a concert. And not, I don't remember what concert it Garth was. Garth Brooks. It was Garth Brooks, okay. <laughs>
1: Just like the king himself. The king you know? himself.
0: The thunder's rolling on the <laughs> blood sugars, and you are like on the field. So like, yeah. Just to paint the picture of the concert, like there's different levels of concerts out there, as you guys know. I'm like,
1: front you, row, uh, floor seats.
0: Like in the mix, like standing <laughs> up, like you're basically standing room only in the front, like for the king. Yes. And you had a high blood sugar. Because <laughs> of, of course. course, because of course, I like was, in the middle of diabetes, know, I, like. I,
1: was in Nashville, Tennessee. I had went on Broadway right before the concert. I had like mac and cheese. We had some drinks and then walked over to see Garth and yeah, my sensor starts beeping that I'm high and you know, I thought, oh, maybe I'll just ignore it and keep enjoying. But then I thought I might not get to fully enjoy if I have a high blood sugar and I start feeling all the symptoms or having to run to the bathroom and all those symptoms that we all know so well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, pulled out my Fraser, gave a little puff, fit in with all the other people.
0: So like back to fitting diabetes into your lifestyle, like certainly you could have given a a bolus of another kind, but like You know, getting bumped when you're getting an injection, like really sucks. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, having to hold multiple things in your hand. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, here's somebody who I know makes diabetes work for them. And as part of their toolkit, they're using a Fresa to enjoy the concert. And it's hard to put like a price tag on that. You know what I mean? Of like being able to be present in your life, you know, confidently moving in your life with diabetes and getting to enjoy an amazing concert.
1: Yeah, Garth Brooks Front Row. That's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience.
0: Okay, everyone, we're going to take a quick break and discuss some important safety information. Afrezza can cause serious side effects, including sudden lung problems and low potassium, and it's not for patients with chronic lung disease such as asthma or COPD, or for patients allergic to insulin. Tell your doctor if you ever smoked, have ever had kidney or liver problems, a history of lung cancer, or if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. Most common side effects are low blood sugar, cough, and sore throat. Severe low blood sugar can be fatal. Do not replace long-acting insulin with Afreza. Afreza is not for use to treat diabetic ketoacidosis. Okay, let's get back to the episode. (laughs) And like you don't want diabetes to ruin that or rob you of that joy.
1: No, and I do always say diabetes... Rolls with me in my life. Like, I don't adjust my life for diabetes. And so, yeah, using a Frezza and just, you know, I recorded myself because it was just like such a moment. Like, you know, I'm living with diabetes. Yeah, my blood sugar is high, but I'm still enjoying and I'm taking care of it. And on to the next.
0: But I think that's an important part to share as well because inevitably, we have diabetes, like as, as fabulous as your life is, as, you know, as cool as I try to make mine look like there are highs and lows in there because we've got diabetes at the end of the day, we can't fix it. We just got <laughs> to roll with it. And so, yeah, I was like, we got to have Paloma on the podcast to talk about this particular, you know, instance, because we've all been in an important moment in our lives where diabetes got in the way and having a tool to be able to help us in those moments is I think really critical.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know first started using a freza when i would take beach vacations because you know i thought it was so much easier to have a powder insulin like and so that's where i first got comfortable using it and then i started you know using it in more instances like the garth brooks concert and you know it's such a helpful tool and like you said in my kit yeah <laughs> It's my bag of tricks. Exactly. (laughs) It's it's just like
0: the, you know, the never-ending bag. It's like Hermione's bag and Harry Potter's, just like a bunch of stuff in there that you pull out and use when you need. Shifting gears a little bit, how has, as Michael's trying to get on the podcast, so we know that like social media, as content creators, we know social media platforms change a lot and, you know, having to make more videos or whatever the case may be, or TikTok and Be Real and all this stuff. Like how has your like work life changed as like the platforms that glitter glucose is on have evolved? And, you know, how do you feel as a creator, like as always constantly having to evolve?
1: You know, surprisingly it has helped me feel so much more free and kind of let go of things and live more in the moment because before when, you know, Instagram was stagnant, we knew what worked and I was just, You know i had a photographer we were shooting and i was pre-thinking everything that i was doing but now with things constantly evolving and changing i can't really think that far ahead because by then it's not even going to be relevant so it has actually given me the freedom to you know i don't work with a professional photographer anymore because who cares about photos these days on instagram but i just feel like i can you know be doing all the fun stuff that I do and taking little clips and videos to share with all the people who follow me and are interested in what I'm doing. And it's a win-win for all of us. They see my life more in real time and, and are more involved in what I'm doing day to day. And it's not so curated. And, and that was a little bit hard for me at first, because I feel like I am such like a prim and proper, proper polished <laughs> girl, you know? And, and over time I've kind of let go of that a little and, and kind of loosened up a bit.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's so interesting, like, cause you're able to at least be like more authentic. I, I was like you, I, I used, I was basically just a model. Like I would just go do a photo shoot right. and I'd write some diabetes content about it and that would move on to the next yep. and just, you know, repeat. And now it's a little bit more fast and loose and free and Mm -hmm. and fun and you know just it's always like constantly evolving and you mentioned this earlier too about how you think about your community as friends not necessarily followers and i think you've like literally said that like over and over over the years and it's like (laughs) that's true like and and again like i think a lot of people say that as like lip service but you mean it so like what's it like having all those friends like thousands of friends that you share your life with
1: it's so fun. First of all, I just feel like I have friends all around the world. And on my Miss USA tour, I got to meet so many of them. And, and, you know, even here today, I have <laughs> friends and it's just, you know, it feels like such like a safety blanket of people with diabetes all over the world, whenever I need something, or if someone needs something for me, I have someone somewhere everywhere and with diabetes and even you know, when I first started, 99.9% of my audience lived with diabetes also, and now it's about 50-50, so, you know, the people who live with diabetes feel so connected to me because they go through the same struggles as I, but the other half that don't live with diabetes, they also feel connected to me because they're learning, and, and everyone in their life has some, knows someone with diabetes, so... They take that with them or, you know, they're just in it for because they they like my style or they think the same things are funny. So I just think about, you know, every person is so special to me. And and you guys could say that that sounds corny and cheesy, but it's really true. But
0: you I mean, let's just it, it is corny and cheesy, but you are you are also a little corny and cheesy. I and know. it's true. It's authentic. Right. Like I, I and I love that. Like, it's just like if you can't if you can't admit like sometimes my younger staff will like laugh at me and they'll be like, Rob, this is so cringe. It's like, yes, I'm cringe, but I am free.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. Like, so that's how I feel too.
0: It's so great to see it because I know you mean it. And I think that's where, you know, we talk about living authentically. We talk about making diabetes work for you. Like, That's one of the things that has, I I think, attracted me to our friendship is that you are 100% authentic Paloma at all times, and I always know where we stand, and it's just so refreshing. It's just awesome.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you feel comfortable being cringy too.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, otherwise I'd be lying. I'd be Catholic because, you know, I'm cringe. Who inspires you? Who do you get inspiration from?
1: Oh, my goodness. You know, I feel like people think all the little girls out there with diabetes, like I inspire them, but truly they inspire me. When I see like these little children living with the same hard struggle that I live with every day and see them going through it and they can handle it and they have their good days and their bad days. I'm like, you know what? I can do it too. Like I, I think about that all the time when I'm having a bad diabetes day. I'm like, I'm not the only one. And there's, kids literal kids and children and you know their parents and you know diabetes is hard it it sucks it sucks and you know thinking about being in that position just really inspires me just to keep
0: going i totally agree and i think I've been fortunate to get to go to some diabetes camps as an adult, because as I've said before, I was too cool and knew everything when I was 16. So like, I didn't want to go. And so getting to see and like be impacted, like those kids living with diabetes, those parents who ask questions, or we have conversations on Instagram or whatever via email, like those inspire me. And it also helps me know that we're doing the right things because if you're in that position and you're able to have that impact and like, that this was a world I was totally closed off to for the, my first many years with diabetes. And so now to be able to be a part of it is, you know, means a ton to me. And I mean, like, that's why we're having this conversation. Like right. we, diabetes, it was what brought us together and we discovered along the way that we're just friends in real life anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I have so many people in my life that I wouldn't have had, you know, there's like, we said diabetes sucks, but I have got so many great things from it. like yourself and my best friend who is getting married here soon. And that's why I'm in in Dallas and just so many important people that I'm like, diabetes is worth it. If I have these people in my life,
0: hundred percent. I want to talk about this a little bit because you have, grown so much since we first met and since you were diagnosed with diabetes like and not just like business and not just like the external that people say but it's like as a person and like you're, I'm, i'm inspired by your your level of growth and change in that in that time frame what i'm curious about though is to small town paloma uh If you could write your younger self like a note on a, on the bathroom mirror, you know how like in movies they like, you know, they put it on the bathroom mirror and then the steam gives them a message. (laughs) What would you tell your younger self? Either like when you were diagnosed with diabetes or when you were a little girl or at any point when you were younger, like what would you tell younger Paloma?
1: (laughs) Well, it's funny. And I think what is why I am how I am today. I've always thought I was the shit. (laughs) I have all. I used to practice my autograph as a kid for one day when I was famous. And like, I've always just thought like, you know what? You're going to be someone someday. You're going to do something special. You're going to get out of this small town and you're going to live a city chick life. And so I always knew. And so what I would tell myself is like, we did it. Here we are. Look at us now. We always knew it would happen, and here we are.
0: Oh, I love that. (laughs) I'm gonna put that video clip on Instagram on repeat. Honestly, (laughs) it's
1: gonna be so good.
0: I, you You know, we're not
1: expecting that one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think like, I don't know. I, I just, I was thinking about that like LeBron commercial where like LeBron's talking to his younger self or whatever. I was like, we need a Paloma version of that. It's like, yeah, you know. If if you could see yourself today, like you know, and because there are tough moments, right, when you're building that life for yourself, and like diabetes, obviously, and and you know, your first marriage ending because of that, like there were times where you could have stopped, you could have said, "This isn't for me," and I'm, and, you know, maybe it, maybe it's not, but you did it and you kept going, and that's why we keep having you back on the podcast. Because <laughs> happy
1: to be here, you're, you're a great
0: friend of the pod and awesome, uh, you know, member of the diabetes community. I'm just happy that we met.
1: Goodness, thank you, Rob.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, if you don't already follow Glitter Glucose, you need to get on Instagram right now and follow Glitter Glucose and just remember that you're now not just a follower, you're a friend and you heard so right here on Diabetics Doing Things. This episode is sponsored by Afreza and Mankind Corp as part of our ongoing 2022 collaboration. Mankind has paid Diabetics Doing Things for this placement, but the thoughts and opinions of hosts and guests are original and unfiltered. For more information about Afrezza and mankind, please visit That's afrezza.com. That's A-F-R-E-Z-Z-A dot com.